This is Reggie ATL coming to you live from the lovely city of Atlanta via iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. I have a special guest with me here today. I have my friend Navi here of Navi Music and founder of Body Envy TV and BodyEnvy.tv. And um, Navi, I've known you for a very, very, very long time here. And this is a situation here today that why this is such a special episode here for me today is that it's a good chance to get you to talk about some of the projects, some of the things that you're working on. And one of the most amazing things to me is when I first met you, you were doing bodybuilding and stuff of that nature, right? Absolutely. I was uh, pretty dedicated to that for a long, long time. And you were doing, um, were you still doing the competitions and stuff like that? Uh, at the time we met, I, I actually was done with that. I had retired, but um, the legacy lingered on. And, and that's kind of how the evolution to BodyMB.TV happened was uh, post-bodybuilding. I wanted to find a way to continue to stay super fit, uh, share what I have learned over the last 20 plus years uh, with other people. So what made you want to get into that at all? Like, how, do, how does a person say, hey, listen, I want to be a bodybuilder? And not be small like myself. Like, it's a wrap for me. But for people who have the genetics, how, what made you get in, want to get into that at all? Well, when I, when I was in college, when I first started college, I started working out and I just wanted to uh, advance beyond that. Um, you know, I always, I've always had the, the kind of mindset where if you're going to do anything at all, be great at it. And so if you like lifting weights and you like uh, the way you look in the mirror, you know, why is that not? how it started? Did you start that's that's again? how it you started. Start mirror, you're like, hey, listen, I like where this is. One hundred percent vanity, <laughs> complete narcissism. <laughs> but uh, you eventually mature and grow out of that. But but uh, post bodybuilding, to answer your question, you know, I, I didn't want to just let all that information and all that knowledge that I had and wisdom from fitness uh, just die at that point. So why not just share it with the people? who uh, don't have that information and, and make a shorter workout program out of it so that people can stay fit without having to spend two hours in the gym a day like I used to have to do. So I just started getting into the gym um, a few months ago. And you if I was to what would you what advice do you give to like a novice just starting in the gym, going from couch to gym? Status that how like I did. I would say start out by setting goals. So say uh, start today and say, I'm going to do one push-up, but I'm going to commit to that one push-up no matter what. And then day two, I'm, do, day. I'm doing two. And then day five, I'm doing five push-ups today, no matter what. That's the first thing I, I have to do it. And then eventually these habits develop and you just become addicted to it. It's like this, uh, you know, like, like anything else, like brushing your teeth, you know, very few people leave the house without brushing your teeth. It's just a habit that you've developed. So it's the same thing with fitness. When you develop the habit it becomes something that, that you just do. It becomes who you are. And so it's just the more repetitions of doing the same thing each day, the more likely you are to do it. Really? Absolutely. So it just starts just with just with the repetition. Absolutely. So it, let's just say, for example, if you say every day I'm going to commit to doing 100 pushups before I do anything, before I get a cup of coffee, I can't drink coffee unless I do 100 pushups. Well, then that's just who you become. That's what you do. And then before you know it, you know, you start looking pretty good in the mirror and you're like, man, I, can, I think I could do 200 pushups. And then that becomes the commitment. I'm doing 200 pushups before I have coffee. And it's always nice to tie it to 
something that you really enjoy. Like, for example, I enjoy drinking coffee in the morning. So if I have to do these 200 or 500 or 1,000 push-ups and sit-ups before I have coffee, it will get done. Really? So the coffee is like the reward. It is a reward. And you can do that with anything in life. It could be, okay, I can't, um, uh, whatever. I, I can't eat dinner if, if I don't do this. So it's just always a, a, attaching some kind of reward for accomplishing a goal that you set for yourself. Okay. So how in the world, because I've known you for a very, very long time, 70, about 70,000 followers. You're approaching 70,000 followers on this. How did you, how, how did you go from inception to app? Like take me, walk me through the process for people who might want to, for one, um, find your app. Like how do they find it? Right. So uh, bodyenvy.tv is available on uh, Apple uh, as well as uh, um, Android, but you can, you can also go to the website at bodyenvy.tv. Uh, it's much more streamlined to do with the app. I mean, millennials are doing nothing but apps today, yeah. so uh, that's really the way to go. But how, how do you how do you get started? So basically, I would say to grow a large follower uh, following, you have to be committed to the followers. Right? It can't be about you. It has to be about them. As far as like the product that you're putting out there, the content that you're putting out there for them to 100 percent. It has to be about them. So when I started this, um, my goal was to help people genuinely help people figure out a way to become fit within 25 minutes. People like me. How do you do it? How do you do it? It seems impossible. A lot of these infomercials claim this and that, but they don't have any titles to back it up. You know, you have one or two people that get fit and then they say, Oh, look, this is what you do. It's not that it's a lifestyle. You know, it's a, a, a way of going about uh, how you approach your day. And if you could get people to believe and understand that 25 minutes is all it takes. 25 minutes, 25 minutes. That's all I've been doing for the last over, over the last decade is 25 minutes. And I've, attained a, a phenomenal level of fitness. And I, and I know because I do it and, and I know it works. I know that. Well, you got the trophies to, to, to prove it as well. Yeah. Right. But besides that, that was when I was more committed in, in the two hour a day type uh, of thing in the gym when I was doing bodybuilding. But I'm talking about post bodybuilding. You know, I, I have proven that you could stay super fit just on 25 minutes or less per day at BodyEnvy.tv. And I share all my workouts on BodyEnvy.tv. And the reason I did it is because I truly wanted to help people. I got tired of having to <laughs> just tell people, I can't explain to you in five minutes how to get fit. Because they would ask me, how do you do it? And I don't believe you're only doing it for 25 minutes. It's hard to believe. I think you're It's hard to believe, man. So I started making the videos and then showing people that this is exactly what I do each and every day. Now, I'm not going to get into the nutrition and all the other stuff. I mean, you can you can get that information from somebody else. Is there something that you do, though, like the nutrition is part of your situation? You know, for the longest time, I, I did a paleo diet and I'm talking. Is that like just meat heavy? Uh, no, not necessarily heavy meat uh, uh, percentage in your diet. It's just more of meat and vegetables, uh, very low um, carbohydrates. And the carbohydrates that you do eat, like a sweet potato or something, um, you know, is paleo approved, you know. But uh, now I'm not as strict anymore with that. Um, I did that for about 10, 15 years and 
Now I just do intermittent fasting where I just don't eat uh, from the time I have dinner until the time I eat lunch. And then I have a lot more options as far as what I can eat. And uh, I find that that serves me better. So is that happening? Is that like what a twice a day? Does that work out to on average? What I like to do is go 16 hours without eating. Uh-huh. And then I only eat within an eight hour window. Okay. So that's that that seems to work best for me. So you said, um, how did you go to even starting the app? Like, let's say I'm a person and I say, hey, I want to st- I want to start an app because I look at your app. It's very streamlined. It looks like you worked out the kinks. You got how did it how long did that take to come together? Okay, so first, uh, it took about two years to get everything all together. And that's because of the number of videos that I had to uh, create. So bodyenvy.tv has well over 300 different workouts. Wow. So you could imagine how long it took to get the content of that. I mean, to record every single workout that I do throughout a year, uh, it was quite extensive. So uh, that took the most time. And then you have to be able to edit everything down so that you can, you know, have a video that doesn't... (laughs) last for 10 minutes, right? You know, no one wants to sit there and watch a workout video for 10 minutes. I just give it to you within a two to five minute frame and, and you know exactly what to do. And as the weeks go on, you become familiar with the various different workouts and it's something that, that builds. Um, but one of the things that you do have to have is patience because um, trying to get the content that Apple will approve is very difficult because Apple is very stringent in particular Apple um, with approving content for an app because they are there. They just have very high standards, not to say that Android doesn't, it's just Apple. I know for certain does. And then having content that is valuable, right? I mean, uh, there's a lot of stuff out there that's redundant. Um, that's not fresh and new and it's probably not something that, um, people will be interested in, but you know, I, I can't really think of anybody that doesn't want a healthier lifestyle, that doesn't want to be fit um, and doesn't want a shorter way to do it. Right. So uh, so you found success easy. with that very, very quickly or how long did it take for you to follow, get any followers at all? Uh, I would say it took a good four years. Really? Of, of, of really just putting out great content and motivational stuff around it, because I find that with fitness and health, it's not really the how to. I think there are, you know, an infinite number of things you can do to stay fit and healthy. And, 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 you know, it doesn't just stop and, uh, and start with body TV. I think there's millions of ways you can do it, but I just have found a way that works for me and the followers that, that follow and do body TV. But what I have found is that it's the why behind it. That's really the most profound thing. And so If you don't have daily motivation to stay disciplined, what's the likelihood that you're going to stick to something? And that's anything. We're not even just talking about just the the fitness portion. We're talking about just life in general, right? But but in many respects, fitness and a healthy mindset and healthy emotions are all kind of tied in together. Like when you work out, you usually start to feel better about yourself. So it's kind of like this: everything's connected in a sense. but, but, you know, on social media, for example, I found that if you, you know, sent out motivational quotes every day revolving around fitness, that if you had that and you read that every day, okay, just a little nugget of serotonin to get your day going, um, 
you know, you're more likely to stick with something. But when you're having to motivate yourself all the time uh, without any kind of external push, it can be more challenging. Okay. So one of the things that we talked about in, in show prep that was kind of uh, profound to me that you were discussing the transition that you went from doing like the competitive bodybuilding or working out to just general everyday fitness. And you were saying that that was tough because of coming from a certain life. Like that was a big portion of your life. So can you um, explain to the audience or anybody else that might be going through a transitional for where there's a career change or going for something that's been such a big piece in their life to something now where they got to try to focus that energy into something else. What, um, what helped you do that? What helped you be able to, to make that transition? Okay. So anytime you do things or, or you have a habit of doing things for an extended period of time, you become attached to it. And this could be a career. It could be a career. It could be a relationship with somebody. It could be, um, for me, it was fitness and health. And, you know, and for me at the extreme level of fitness and health. And what, what I found is that as you get older, you can't do the things that you always, uh, or that just seem so familiar. That came natural at one point. So natural and just familiar. And I, I remember Michael Jordan once saying, When he retired for the final time, he said, you know, mentally, I can kick LeBron James and Kobe Bryant's butt, but physically, I just can't do it anymore. So, you know, I think uh, the conversation that we had before we uh, started recording here was. How do you find that new you? Um, How do you create the new you that's better Uh, or, or every bit as good as the old you? And and so. A lot of times your ego, your old ego that's hanging on for dear life to sustain validation will cause you to self-sabotage in many respects. So if you have chronic injuries or you're just trying to do something, let's take bodybuilding, for example. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger could not squat 500 pounds when he's 60, right? It's just probably something that's not good for his body and it's not something that would be recommended. and. You just have to evolve into the new person that you're happy with. So one of the things that I recommend and, 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 and really believe in is that you just need to, to find positive things that you're interested in that fulfill you. And I know it's easier said than done, but you have to find new outlets, new things that you can channel that energy and focus to that fulfill you and bring you happiness. So the end goal is to be happy, uh, to be healthy. So how do you find that new you that you can be happy with? And it's a really hard struggle for a lot of people, including myself for a long time. I had to find a new me that I could be happy with. So what process did you go through? Or is it like, did you read books? Did you um, do some soul searching there a little bit? I did it all. Um, I, I'm a voracious reader. I read a lot because I find that without information, your decision making is very limited. You don't have a lot of resources to draw from. But if you have a lot of information, you can usually uh, learn from other people's mistakes or you could um, have a broader uh, base of information to draw from to come to better conclusions that will serve you better. So. 
Um, that was a big part of it. Just reading about other people that have gone through the transition of uh, creating a new them. Um, I think another big thing is just finding something that fit my personality. Uh, for example, now I play a lot of golf because it fits my personality because I am highly competitive. Um, I play golf a lot of times by myself um, just because it's just a game that really challenges you in many respects um, mentally. Um, it's just amazing how the challenge is always there and you can't ever master it, but you can really get some glimpses of, of <laughs> of magic sometimes. So it's just something that really fit to my personality that helped me to, to channel that energy that I was talking about where, you know, you can't, you know, instead of squatting, you know, a thousand pounds, you know, I can channel that energy to other things that will, uh, help me to, to still be creative and focused and, 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 try to achieve great things without the physical demands that I had with the fitness um, right. at that level. Right. So you, you also, I know that uh, when we first, uh, when we first met a while back ago, um, and this is like all, over 10, 10 to 15 years ago, um, we were uh, doing the, the music thing a lot. Did you find yourself um, leaning on that more too, when you were kind of falling back from the, the physical demands of bodybuilding? Did you start doing music more or how did that? Well, I, I've been pretty consistent with the music. Um, you know, my goal was an album a year uh, and I'm still kind of on track with that. But, um, you know, I, I, it comes in, in, in phases. Like sometimes I'm really feeling creative and I start writing some stuff and I, I really feel good about it. And then other times I may go months and months and months and not create anything at all. But mm -hmm. Um, I would definitely say the music has helped me more than anything because it, it it's my creative outlet. Um, it helps me to to truly uh, feel like I'm I'm bringing value to the world in, in many respects, and at the same time, it's therapeutic that I'm actually being creative. I'm, I'm creating something no different than a gardener who goes out and plants this amazing garden, they're being creative. They're giving something back to the world, uh, a, a writer or a painter. Um, it's the same thing. You know, I think we all are creative beings in many respects, but some people express it better than others. And I find that music is my way of creating and it's just the perfect outlet for me. Really? Yeah. So another thing that, cause you're one of the most um, well-rounded people that I've known as um, and one of the, the people that I can say that I've looked at where you were when I first met you to where you are now and see like a massive, not massive difference in personality. Your personality is very much the same, but massive difference in your life and how you've grown things from um, as a person uh, financially and stuff like that. From where I, you know, I, I met Navi here in the 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 the, uh, the post apartments back in the back in the day to where you are now. You have real estate, you've grown in your career. Um, what kind of advice do you give people to that can help them achieve some semblance of that? Like going from, for one, how do you stay grounded going from one level of the socioeconomic scale, not all the way to the next level, but having significant growth? How do you stay grounded? Because you're still, from, from my perspective, very much the same person that you were back then. So how did you, how did you maintain that? 
Well, it's, it's goals. Um, I'm a big believer in goal setting. So, you know, getting a piece of paper and writing down what it is you truly want in your life and then asking this question saying, what, what do you have to lose? Like, what if this was just one big experiment? And life in general. Life in general. Okay. And all you had to do is just write it down and make a commitment and then think of all the ways that you can achieve that goal. If, if somebody else did it, you can do it, right? If somebody else came from a tough circumstance and, and ended up flourishing and having whatever it is they wanted in their life, so can you. So what is it that they did that you didn't do? And just finding out what it is they did. And a lot of times the circumstances may not be the same for you to achieve whatever that goal is, but there's enough information out there and enough people out there that can help you so that you can achieve whatever it is you want. I mean, we live in America, um, you know, just most of the developed world now, there's opportunities to get what you want if you want it bad enough. Right. So, you know, I, there's there's. You know, like Warren Buffett famously said, you know, thank heaven there, there's more than a million ways to reach, reach financial heaven, I think is the quote or just a butchered form of it. But thank goodness there's over a million ways to reach financial heaven, I think he said. But there are just so many things you can do um, to, to get there. But it, it all starts with one, setting a goal and sticking with that goal and knowing that there's going to be ups and downs and adversities in achieving that goal but nonetheless sticking with it until you get there. Um, I, I find that a lot of the advancements that I've made, it's because I just don't quit, man. It's, it's one of those things, one of those traits in my personality that just, if I make up my mind that I'm going to get something, I'm going to get it no matter what. Right. Um, and, and it doesn't matter how many times I have to try. Like, it's almost like, I guess, bodybuilding, a lot of this, the same mindset transmuted into my um, financial life in many respects, because one of the most glorious times in the gym was when I was there at 2 a.m. in the morning, because I remember saying to myself that there is not one person that I'm going to compete against that would ever be squatting 900 pounds or leg pressing 900 pounds rather um, at 2 a.m. in the morning. So that's how I know I'm going to win. So right. it's kind of the same thing. You know, when I finish a book that I know somebody uh, would never rent or uh, pick up at the library. And I'm just like, I know that very few people would be willing to read a book like this. And so just that extra information that you have to be able to help you to achieve your goal I think is the unfair advantage. And is that just working slightly harder or is it working smarter or a combination of both? It's trial and error, right? I mean, there's, there's always going to be things that um, become a challenge and you just have to be able to say, okay, well, this didn't work, but I got new information from that. And then you just try a different approach. And then you talk to successful people and you read about what successful people before you have done. And then before you know it, things start to open up, especially when you're writing out those goals, because you start to realize, man, you know, it's just keeping me focused because let's face it. Most of the, most of most people's day, they're surrounded by negativity and negative people and negative information and the news, the negative news. And how can you really go to the next level of success if you're constantly bombarded by negativity and what's wrong and who didn't make it and and just 
it's just so pervasive. So the people that succeed are those that remove themselves from negative people, from from as many negative circumstances as they possibly can, and try to submerge themselves into positive environments where they can remain focused and channel their energy towards whatever it is that they're trying to achieve. I just find that you can't fail that way. Really? You just have to be in a positive state of mind as often as possible so that you can actualize the creative stuff that's going on in your mind, in your subconscious mind to help you achieve the goals that you want to achieve. And I know it sounds woo woo, but it's, it's true. I mean, I think if you can remain in a positive state of mind and you have very specific goals and action steps on how to achieve those goals, I just don't see how you could fail. So let's say that um, you're a listener listening to this anywhere in, in the world right now, and you are um, experiencing um, an, an economic downturn uh, um, in your life or um, maybe relationship breakup or you're going through a trying time and you say, hey, I'm going to start tomorrow to try to ch- turn things around. A, a couple steps for them from your perspective would be to write down where they want to be. Right. Yeah. And, and, and first, the first step is to admit that, that you messed up. Right. <laughs> I mean, that, I've self-reflection is the hardest I, I a lot of times. Like, 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 yeah. Like just admitting flat out, I messed up, but that's going to change. And now I'm making a commitment to a better life. And then let's just say, for example, if it's financial, find out, as much information on other people who are in dire situations like yourself and how did they turn it around? What did they do differently? What did they do to get themselves in a mess? And what did they do to get themselves out of the mess? Are there any people out there that can mentor me uh, on my journey going through this? And is there something within me emotionally that's causing me to be self-destructive? See, that's huge. And that's why I really like to meditate and do yoga and and really get focused on who I am as a person, because I find that a lot of the the reason people fail, including myself uh, at times in my life, is because I didn't really know myself or I didn't really accept who I was. And once you get to know yourself and once you get to know who you are as a person and how you react in certain situations and you kind of have these two minds here where you know your proclivities and the things that you are more likely to do. But then you have this other mind that's kind of saying, okay, well, you know what that leads to if you do that. So, you know, the more you can get support from this other mind to help you make better decisions, then your life will start to turn around. But the more you don't separate those two minds and you only have this one that's just impulsive and that just wants you to go and do what you want to do, almost like a kid. Right. Kids do what feels good. Absolutely. Adults do what they need to do to get to where they want to go. Absolutely. They make more logical decisions. So instead of letting that kid mind run crazy uh, and be impulsive, you start to really rationalize things and start to say, you know what, I'm not going to let my emotions put me in that financial situation again. I'm not going to buy that $60,000 car when I only make $60,000 a year. That's right. just not a good financial decision for me to make. 
So it's kind of that battle that you have to have within your mind. But but I, I really believe meditation and just getting to know yourself and your habits and who you are emotionally and then attacking attacking the problem from that point of view, uh, uh, saying, look, I, I know I have a tendency to react this way when I'm put in that situation. So one of two things, I'm either going to have to remove myself from that situation or I'm going to have to make a, a, a choice to not react that way when that situation comes up again. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, one last thing here and then we're going to get you out of here is we um, you have a pretty good work life balance. Now, for a person that's as, as busy as you are and with the fitness and all this other stuff, how did you go about achieving a work life balance and how long did it take for you to get to a decent work-life balance. I think that what people um, it's never mastered until we always figure it's never going to be mastered until we're off in retirement and doing 100% of what we want to do 100% of the time. But in the meantime, there's definitely ways that you can uh, your your job or your um, fitness goals don't take over 100% of your life. How have you kept that at bay? Right. So I, I think one of the things that really served me well was, was to find a variety of things I love to do. Like, for example, I mentioned golf. That's one of, one of the things I really enjoy. I love mountain biking. One of my favorite things to do is snowboard in the winter. So I go on several snowboarding trips each year. Um, I, I just, just love to just, uh, walk in nature sometimes, just go hike. You know, it just helps clear my mind. I love to do yoga. So there's just, a myriad of things that I enjoy doing. And I find that if I keep all of those things in my life simultaneously, I never get bored. And I think a lot of times people who feel the need to just change everything in their life and leave their spouse for 20 years because they're just going crazy and they're bored or they just want to change. I think it's because they don't have that variety. You know, it just seems like Groundhog Day every day. Right, right. Um, whereas for me, you know, I, I, I try to just the more things I can add that that I enjoy into my life um, and then have these rituals that I do each week, um, whether it's, you know, um, on this day at this time, I'm going to chill in the hot tub and this day I'm going to do this or that day I'm going to do that. This day I'm going to go road biking. The next day I'm going to go mountain biking. Next day I'm going to hit some golf balls, whatever it may be, whatever these rituals are that you do on each and every day in each week and each month, um, whether it's a dinner party every two weeks with some friends coming over, just, you know, it doesn't have to be extensive. It could be, Hey, I'm just going to grill some steaks, put a couple hamburgers on and um, you bring the salad. You know, it could be something like that. And you do it every two weeks. You'll start to find that your life becomes uh, much more um, uh, just alive, like you, you just a richer, more fulfilling life because you start to do things that bring you happiness and joy. And you surround yourself around the people that bring you happiness and joy and are positive. Keeping positive people in your life is a very underrated thing. Right. And, 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 and constantly the battle is avoiding negative people, negative circumstances, um, and and just negativity all the way around. So I think if you can just constantly pervade yourself in positive uh, thinking and a positive mindset, whether it's reading, whatever it takes, do that. 
that's it. Surrounding yourself with positivity and um, keeping yourself active more so. Absolutely. And then finding solutions to your problems, because we all have problems. They're coming. No matter how successful you are, you're going to have problems. (laughs) But but find solutions to the problems. And when you find solutions to those problems, don't stop until those problems are no longer problems. What's up, man? Uh, uh, Persistence, so to speak there. All right. So um, remind people how they can find you. Yeah. So Navi Music, N-A-V-V-I-I, iTunes, um, anywhere there's downloadable music. You should be able to find Navi. Uh, I have a new album, Snowstorm, that I just released on Christmas Day. Christmas Day, huh? And of course, if you are into hardcore fitness, 25 minutes or less, there is bodyenvy.tv, B-O-D-Y, the letter N, the letter V, dot TV. We have the app on Apple and Android. All right. Well, I appreciate you taking the time out with us. Uh, This is Reginate TL. See you next time.